In Your Money Today, Caroline Wright is going to take a look at how some specific upcoming trade curbs announced by Beijing could have the potential to hit us consumers in the pocket. Good morning, Caroline. Well, good morning, Stephen. Now, as you mentioned earlier in the show, Beijing recently announced that exporters will need approvals to send certain gallium and germanium products overseas from August 1st. Now, you might not have heard of gallium or germanium before, but one man who knows all about them is Alistair Neal, who is director at the Critical Minerals Institute. Thank you for joining us, Alistair. You're welcome. So, first off, can you tell me what uh, gallium and germanium are used for? Both are used in sort of the high-end semiconductors. Um, the gallium in particular uh, gives a higher performance than just straight silicone. So, for microwave towers and cell phones and so forth, you can manage higher streams of data and if you just use regard, um, it's critical in everyday life. So it's used in a variety of, of circumstances. How much of a concern is China saying approval will be needed for exports for the global EV industry, for example? It, it could potentially have an impact, particularly when it comes to gallium. Uh, based on data I found from the USGS or United States Geological Survey, uh, China produced 420 tons of gallium versus a total uh, world output of 430. So they have 97% of the world's uh, production currently. So, so that means that there, there, there really isn't sufficient el elsewhere in the world? There are opportunities. Gallium and germanium both come from lead-zinc operations and gallium also from production of bauxite for aluminum. Uh, germanium is less of an issue. There's a producing factory in Canada and other places around the world. But uh, germanium, people would have to, or pardon me, gallium, people would have to invest to be able to generate that production outside of China. So, so would that take some considerable time to come online, in, in your opinion? Yeah, because you would have to go through, obviously, engineering design approvals and construction. So that could be 18, 24 months at best. So it could take quite a while. Are there um, any alternate options? You know, these, these chips are very sophisticated that we're, we're talking about and obviously take, you know, quite a lot of in-depth uh, design work. Are, are there any alternate options that, that do the same job or, or could the industry come up with new ideas where the, these chips are concerned? Um, currently, there is no drop-in replacement. As I said, silicone can replace some of these, but at a lower performance um, operation, so it would impact the overall design criteria that uh, people have designed already into their EV cars or mobile phones or G, uh, 5G towers. And have you heard anything from the uh, the EV industry its, itself? How is it responding? Are, are, are they making plans, backup plans, uh, to deal with these new export curbs? Um, well, it's 
as I understand it, they haven't banned the exports. What they have done is they have said you need to get approval to be able to um, export. And if you don't get approval and you export, it's a criminal offense. Uh, so for the other industries to respond, again, that's also going to take time and research, uh, which, you know, this comes into effect August 1st. That's not going to happen in a timely manner. Now, that's a very short time frame. We've only got uh, less than a couple of weeks until the 1st of August. How difficult uh, do you think getting these approvals might be? Is is this a, it's going to be pretty much flat out, no approvals, or, or will it just be a, a complex process? It may be a targeted one. I think part of this is in response to some of the moves that were made uh, by the U.S. government late last year. So, uh, you know, direct impacts would be Taiwan, South Korea, Japan, U.S., Europe. And so they may be selective on who who gets what um, from an approvals perspective. Now, thinking of how this could all impact us consumers, if the EV industry is struggling to supply uh, the parts it needs, we know they, there was already uh, bits of problems with getting semiconductors they need. What, what could this all mean for consumers? Are, are prices of EVs likely to, to rise in future, do you think? Um, that's a difficult one to gauge. Uh, I haven't seen... Uh, since the announcement, a dramatic change in the cost of gallium or uh, germanium. So there has not been any response. I would think there are inventories outside of China, but I would not expect them to be more than six months. So there may be a bit of time for discussion and negotiation to go on. But, uh, you know, obviously I think the move by China is to... uh, open discussions on some of the restrictions that uh, the U.S. has made. Do you, do you think there's any chance that we could see, actually see uh, production lines grinding to a halt as a result? You mentioned there that you think they might have supplies for about six months' worth for the moment. Um, anything is possible. Again, uh, with the Chinese, as you all know, it, it's a matter of them saving face and also trying to to come to a a rational um, conclusion because, you know, they're being um, restricted on accessing uh, high-end chip-making machines and high-end chips that would help them expand their 5G network. So uh, this is what you could call a tit-for-tat type of situation. Okay, so plenty to keep an eye on here and and that we could see the possibility of some prizes, prices rising in future. Thank you for joining me today. That's Alistair Neal, who is director at the Critical Minerals Institute.